so next is the subject of enlightenment and what will enlightenment give me that i did not have before see that way ramesh was so pragmatic it all boiled down to the basic facts because what is the use of something if you don't know what it's going to give you and its impact in your daily living so what is enlightenment going to give you that you did not have before was very clear three words peace of mind so he would demystify enlightenment he would say it does not mean walking on water it does not mean being in two places at the same time getting spiritual powers it doesn't mean that when i want to park my car suddenly i find that one car moves out and i can park my car <laughs> that is not the enlightenment he is referring to what he is referring to is peace of mind simple enlightenment is the total acceptance that i am not the doer of my actions and nor is the other which means the total acceptance that everything in the world is happening according to god's will through which person it happens is also god's will and how each happening affects whom is god's will so if you have this understanding deep down you have peace of mind and then he would say which i really liked that enlightenment may not make life easier but it will certainly make life simpler why because you don't get entangled in the constructs of the mind the thinking mind the blame condemnation guilt shame what should be scenarios those stop life does become simpler you can see for yourself then of course his uh, second most favorite quotation of the buddha was that enlightenment is the end of suffering and this is the same suffering which the buddha was referring to not the physical suffering so ramesh would say christ had to suffer on the cross that was physical suffering you know the suffering the buddha meant was not physical suffering there's no way to avoid that there is no way to avoid the physical pain that has been assigned in one's life the suffering the buddha referred to was the suffering caused by the sense of doership pride and arrogance for one's actions guilt and shame for one's bad actions and hatred towards the other for his actions that is the suffering what buddha was referring to when he said enlightenment is the end of suffering and of course he would always quote jesus christ saying not my will o lord but thy will be done what could be more advaitic than that statement 
not my will, O Lord, but thine. So, one of the first things which happens with enlightenment based on this concept is your relationships with people change. Because you realize just like the others have good and bad points, you too have good and bad points. One of the first things that happens with enlightenment is that the ego realizes that its own programming contains good as well as bad points. The sage knows that he is not perfect and nor is anyone else. This understanding brings about a deep sense of tolerance. He doesn't mean tolerance as in I'm tolerating you, not that kind of tolerance. What he means is the sage realizes that the true meaning of the term universal brotherhood is that we are a brotherhood of instruments through whom God's will functions. This is a very important concept because what Ramesh is trying to say here is that this term universal brotherhood is when the understanding is that we are all objects in the manifestation through whom, through whom the one source functions, consciousness. Ramesh would say that according to him, the original sin was the fact of dualism, me versus the other, me thinking I am the subject and the other is the object and then pronouncing judgment upon the object without realizing that I am an object as well. And the one true subject is the source, consciousness. This was the original sin in Advaita as far as Ramesh's teaching was concerned. But the beauty is that we didn't do it. It, it wasn't our choice. It was through the process of Maya, divine hypnosis, that we are made to feel that we are packets of individual consciousness as opposed to the other. Now the whole thing is intellectual understanding. Intellectually, almost anyone will accept a concept which frees him from the load of guilt and shame for his actions, hatred towards the other. But the problem is that this concept cannot work unless this acceptance of God's will is total and not just intellectual. In other words, the acceptance has to be in the heart, not just at an intellectual level. Then it all boils down to this, which was quite, uh, he would keep saying it in the satsangs. So what do I have to do in order to have the total acceptance that I am not the doer? And then he would repeat it. What do I have to do to have the total acceptance in the heart that I am not the doer? And the answer is obvious. Nothing. 
if I am not the doer, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> it can only happen if it is supposed to happen as per God's will. But as he would say, there's no reason to be pessimistic because God has brought you so far, right? So you have to trust the same force which has brought you so far on your journey to take you further. He's not going to drop you here. So consider your glass half full, not half empty. You did not start the spiritual seeking in the first place. God did. It is something which happened because it was supposed to happen according to your destiny and God's will. If God brought you this far, why should you think that he will drop you here? But while you are waiting for God to make up his mind, there is something you can do. And now that something is the core of Ramesh's teaching, what he refers to as personal investigation, which we'll come to next.